Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Red Pillar HealthCast. My name is Dr. Charlie Fagenholtz, and here with Lauren Johnson, FNP. And we don't have a guest this week, but we are going to be answering some more questions that were submitted in the Q&As on Instagram. So we have a few. And then depending on time, we can kind of just talk about some other things that people have been mentioning, even if it wasn't a question asked. So Lauren, let's start out. Uh, this is a, this is one we were talking about. Extreme constipation. What are your first thoughts when you hear the word constipation? Well, I guess my first thing would be a food sensitivity. That's probably mm-hmm. my first thing, but really close second is emotions because mm-hmm. I have like seen a patient, like we've done all the interventions. We, we have addressed parasites. We've done all the things. And what moves the needle is like NET and emotional work and really getting after some of those emotions that bind us up. And so I would say, uh, definitely food sensitivity. What, what are your common food sensitivities that you might see with constipation? Well, there's the, you know, the general ones that we all know about is gluten and dairy and soy and egg and corn. Um, ironically, you know, uh, I'd say that caffeine helps constipation generally. It does. <laughs> that's why most uh, women will say that's like why they have a cup of coffee so that they yeah. know that they can go to the bathroom. Yeah. And, and, and I totally understand that. Like, that's good. You know, I'd say that that's probably better than getting like a colonic. Um, but if you are relying on something to do a bodily function, that doesn't sit well for me, uh, just from a root cause standpoint, just from, uh, you know, if there wasn't, if you're on a desert Island, there was no coffee, then how are you going to have a bowel movement like that? That's one of the things that I learned, uh, when I first took frequency medicine was the teacher said that I wanted to be able to do things with my hands that if I was stranded on a desert Island, I can still help heal people. And so I thought that was, you know, that's pretty profound for me. I obviously still remember it years later. Um, and that's kind of what that reminds me of is like, if you have to have caffeine for a bowel movement, then something's probably off somewhere in the body. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously caffeine, though, is a big food sensitivity. It's just, it just doesn't apply usually to constipation that, that I've seen, uh, in practice, but, um, oats are a big one too. Oats can be yeah. pretty uh, constipated, even though they are like, you know, your source of fiber, uh, everyone talks about same thing with Lucky Charms and Frosted Flakes and all those types of cereals. And so, yeah. um, yeah, I'd say those are like the biggest ones, you know, some people have nightshade sensitivity as well. Um, but when I think of constipation, I like how you started out by talking about emotions because every symptom that we do get always usually has an emotional component, even if it's not the very root cause, there's still an emotional component of it. You know, nothing happens by accident. So with constipation, you got to think like, what's not flowing in your life? Where are you stuck in your life? Where are you not going forward in your life? Uh, and you're right. I, I've seen that time and time again. Yeah, I think that's so important. Um, I think that we have addressed other causes of constipation often is, you know, like parasites are, yep. that is probably, that's probably the biggest thing. I, I I would say if there is like just chronic constipation, then you probably need to to look at parasites. And yeah. and if you're addressing, say you're addressing, like you're wanting to address heavy metals. I get this question all the time. What do I do for heavy metal detox? Um, mm. And it's like, no, it, that's not the, well, it's, I get your, I get your, your desire, but that's not the, the first thing I would start with. Right. I would start with, well, a like, 
you know, making sure you're laying the foundations. Um, we, we get so honed in on supplements, but lay the foundations first. And a lot of that is hydration, which has to do with constipation. Um, a lot of that has to do with like move your body and, and, you know, emotional work and morning sunlight and rest and things like that. Um, but then the next step would be, I would say we need to look at parasites. You know, most people need to look at parasites. We deworm our dogs. We deworm everything else. Why do we think that we are not needed? Um, and every every other country still does it in their regular medical care. Uh, most do at least. And so I think, and we have a great parasite episode that you all can go back and listen to. Yeah. Um, I think you're spot on with that. You know, we call it dysbiosis and the mo, you know, all these bugs coexist. And so, but the thing about parasites is they're really good at secreting things that constipate you so that they can reproduce, right? The, these bugs don't want you to have bowel movements to get them out of your system. So they have defense mechanisms to keep you from having bowel movements and parasites are the perfect example of that. Um, so definitely watch our episode on parasites. Uh, the other two that I will say Whenever there's constipation, my number one organ actually is the gallbladder. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I say that, which could be affected by little flukes and parasites, um, but the reason why I say that is because bile, which is from the gallbladder, is our natural laxative. Bile acids really uh, get into the the colon and the small intestine, and they trigger uh, bowel movements, essentially, right? Like they, they allow contractions to happen, or peristalsis, it's called. Um, and so gallbladder has to be working properly, liver gallbladder. A lot of people will say um, with constipation, they'll start right away with the colon, right? They'll do coffee enemas. They'll do things that help uh, increase fiber. But if you don't start upstream, if your stomach is dead and you're not digesting your food and putting stress in that liver gallbladder, that's where constipation originates from a chemical standpoint. And so, uh, do we do a gallbladder episode? I know I have a gallbladder video in the membership, but I don't think we we did a gallbladder but I will, I will insert one little point about coffee enemas. They are super helpful for the liver. So yeah. that is where if somebody is, I do think they are helpful, um, but it is not something that everyone tolerates. You really need to discuss and like, look at like the risk and benefits. Um, some people will tolerate like a distilled water enema, and then you could go to like chamomile tea and then moving up to coffee. It just depends, but like I, I do think they are helpful for, especially for liver support and increasing yeah. glutathione. But they are not for everybody. I prefer castor oil packs for liver support. Mm. Uh, I think that that is a great way to get. I, I once had a patient who had had a hysterectomy and she wasn't sleeping at all, and she was really constipated, and she was, you know, pretty, you know, like in her thirties at some point, upper thirties probably, and she. I started her on castor oil packs. We were doing some other things as well. Of course, checking thyroid function because all of that is related to thyroid too. And so we were, we, we started on castor oil packs. That was easy to start with. And I, I kid you not, she was telling her friends about them the next time I saw her because she said they have changed, like changed my day to day. I'm sleeping. I, I am going to the bathroom every single day now. I wasn't going at all. Like it, it, they can be so helpful. Again, I do think starting slow, um, people need to be like, give yourself enough time for your body to, to speak to you. If, if your body is not tolerating it, it might be subtle, but like, you don't want to just ignore it. And mm-hmm. so if you're having a lot of headaches or fatigue, once you start cast oil packs, um, if you're having more nausea, if you're having diarrhea or whatever it is, 
then you might say, oh, maybe I need to slow down, maybe 20 minutes twice a week or 20 minutes three times a week or whatever, and then moving up eventually to moving up to overnight. I know Queen of Thrones has it on there to do it overnight, but I wouldn't start there. I would start much slower. Yeah, I agree with you on that. So um, gallbladder and liver with things like castor oil packs. And then the last organ I will mention uh, is thyroid because of the thyroid receptors uh, in the gut actually do monitor motility. And so, but unless it's like a Hashimoto's case, I never usually start with the thyroid. I I don't, you know, you always go downstream liver gallbladder, as you and I have talked about adrenals. Um, But those are the most common uh, constipation things. So let's go on to the next question. Oh, Um, we should put a little caveat in here about kids, like kids. um, Mm -hmm. This is applies to kids too. Yeah, uh, 100%. It's not just for adults. And so if your child is constipated, you can do... Oh, and we didn't miss, mention digestive enzymes, which mm-hmm. we should do a gallbladder episode, but that would be something we would mention in the gallbladder episode. And like the the Vervita gastrodigest enzymes, those have ox bile yeah. in them and tons of good support that will help the gallbladder. Uh, for kids, I I use those vital enzymes. That's what we've been using. Yeah. I also yeah, use Enzymedica. I think both are great. Yep. I agree with that. Um, yeah, it applies to kids for sure. Every constipation I've ever seen in children usually has a gallbladder and a yeast component to the gallbladder and a dairy component. Yeah. That's what I found in the last 10 years clinically is the most common, not the only, but that's what I usually uh, have found. Dairy is a big factor uh, for constipation. Yeah. You can, I mean, I, I that's one place in, in that and recurrent ear infections where I just say get off dairy completely. Yep. for a time and uh, might might I definitely want to introduce reintroduce a good quality raw dairy maybe even different than cow dairy you know goat dairy things like that if it's tolerated but again I think there needs to be a time without dairy because that is such a big factor with constipation yep I agree and I hope y'all are still following us and didn't turn off right after we said that that caffeine actually helps constipation and then you're like yeah I'm good I'll just keep drinking coffee Uh, (laughs) um, all right next question uh get this one quite a bit no smell post covid um obviously you know in 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 our medicine when you still have a symptom like that that means that there is still an immune trigger and so the virus in what i've seen clinically uh, using quantum neurology is the virus actually will live in cranial nerves not just the vagus nerve. People have heard heard us talk about how, you know, bugs from the gut can jump onto the vagus nerve that goes straight to the brain stem. And that's where you can get uh, brain inflammation. And viruses do this too. And so I found with cranial nerve one, which is your smell, that viruses uh, like COVID and COVID reactivating other viruses uh, like to, to go there. And I would say... Doing the antivirals, you and I have talked about antivirals on a thousand episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things I will say is from a nutrient standpoint, the two uh, main nutrients, a vitamin and a mineral for your taste and smell is B1 and zinc. Mm-hmm. And those two happen, uh, zinc happens to help fight off viruses, but those two also happen to increase stomach acid and to help you digest better. Uh, so the product that I always try whenever people have no sense of 
uh, taste and smell post COVID is Vervita immune armor because it has antivirals in there like buckwheat and lysine and spleen thymus tissue, echinacea, um, selenium, vitamin A, but it also has B1 and zinc. Yeah. Uh, how about, what do you think about essential oil training? Yeah, I, I think there's, I think it's, you're going to have mixed, mixed results with it. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I love essential oils and use them every day. Um, but I, I don't know if it's like the thing. I think it can be part of a good protocol to get your taste and smell back, but I don't know if it's going to put you over the edge of sure. getting it back. And so I also would say, um, add on to that is PQQ has been shown to be helpful for yep. giving your smell back. So if you haven't tried that, I use the Seeking Health brand. Um, they have he that brand has some good stuff for PQQ. Yeah, and because PQQ is, I believe it's a Japanese uh, molecule, or the Japanese discovered it, and it really just helps the nerve mitochondria. Yeah, it's an antioxidant and, for sure. Yeah, it's very potent antioxidant, so yeah. super good. Um, I used to use a B vitamin, a very strong B vitamin from Parent Capsulations called Ultra B with PQQ. And that thing was like a uh, absolute cannon when it came to just flooding you full of high dose B vitamins with PQQ. But some people needed that. And and that was what cracked the code was that PQQ in there. Mm. Yeah. Um, Okay. Next, that was pretty easy. Next question is um, increased frequency of heart palpitations. And I also get migraines due to the weather. Yeah. All right. What do you think? You know, I think of de- like dehydration and depletion with, with heart palpitations. A lot of times you need more electrolytes like potassium yes. to regulate that heart rate. B1 is often a factor with re- yep. regulation of heart rate. And I just think so many people are depleted uh, after the last three years, after COVID. For sure, COVID is a massive like burner on the system. Um, and so it can just deplete you, but all like stress and all these things can deplete you. And so I think starting with that and stabilizing, we were talking about this before, Charlie, uh, with stabilizing the cell membrane. Yep. Yeah. I 100% agree. Whenever there's palpitations, I immediately think, uh, stress first and foremost, I think yeah. there is cortisol and adrenaline too much in the system. Um, remember in, in Korean acupuncture, the adrenals are on the pericardium meridian, which pericardium is the heart protector. So if the adrenals start getting haywire, then you'll get some heart uh, symptoms, either chest pain or usually it's more beats uh, related. So like a palpitation. Um, I also think that the two nutrients uh, or three nutrients that really uh, regulate the heart rhythm is B1, magnesium, potassium is another, obviously you already said that one. Mm-hmm. And so we are very deficient in magnesium as a population. Yep. Uh, we're also very deficient in B1 because B1 is depleted in times of heavy carbohydrate intake. And remember your B vitamins are not fat soluble, they're water soluble. So they're not stored in your body. You have to replenish them. Uh, so people who like to have that glass of wine each night or or their beer yeah, or whatever it is. depletes B1 too, yeah. 100%. It's the number one. Like all the people I know that that drink a ton of alcohol are severely depleted in B vitamins. Mm-hmm. Um, and B1 is one of the ones that goes with heart uh, palpitations. And then the second part of that question was migraines with weather change. And, and that's what we call barometric pressure change. And what I find with that, 
is a cellular hydration component. And so that goes back to the potassium and the sodium and electrolytes that Lauren already mentioned. Um, so I like to use the isotonic quintin minerals for that yeah. and just see if that changes it. Now, there is one other uh, clinical pearl that comes to my mind is if you have joint pain with weather change, that tells me that it's more of a bursitis pattern. And so what I like for bursitis, uh, on top of castor oil packs, which we already covered, uh, for constipation is I really enjoy uh, a supplement called Cal ammo from standard process. It is an acidic calcium, and that is an old school versendol pearl from contact reflex analysis for bursitis. And so, um, that is another clinical pearl with weather change. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Um, and then with stabilizing the the cell membrane there, I would also mention like body bio PC. I really like yes. PC. I like balance oil. I, I think you have an oil that you like a lot for, it's just an essential like fatty acid to help stabilize the cell membrane. Yeah. I, we have PC, um, or body oil. We have both at the house. Um, but yeah, those are phenomenal. I love phosphatidylcholine. It's just, yeah. it's so good. It is. Um, it okay. is it's so good. All right. Next question. This one uh, is kind of a uh, intense one, but we can at least throw out some of our initial thoughts because you can probably talk a whole week on this is alcoholism. Yeah. Um, and you started off by saying any tea and emotions and, and with alcoholism, any addiction, I really, really think that you need to have some type of physiological, emotional release technique. Mm-hmm. Um because at the end of the day, like I said, there's an emotional component to everything. And I think that, you know, we talk about terrain theory all the time and, and Lauren and I and people on Instagram, social media world talk about pesticides and EMF and plastics and, and all of that stuff is 100% correct from a chemical standpoint. But the people that do the best are the ones who adapt to their emotions the most. And I think that emotional stress is the biggest contributor to a toxic terrain in the body because you can have all these pathogens and all these toxins. But if I'm telling you, the people who like almost are on the spectrum a little bit, like they can't tap into their emotions, usually do the best. And it's uh, I think it's because they can adapt so well. Uh, to their emotions and that changes terrain, which then changes immune system balance. So this is a theory of mine. This is not, you know, a proven thing. Uh, it's something that I've just seen clinically and I've been putting more thought into it. And so uh, that's what came to mind with alcoholism. We'll talk about the chemical parts of it, but you got anything that jumps out to you? Yeah. I mean, uh, we've talked about it. I think we have a post on it, like a joint post on it, on how addiction is is partly due to methylation, um, poor methylation. Um, I, I think that people get hung up on it being, oh, but I don't have MTHFR or, you know, and it's not, it's not, you can have, you can have no MTHFR genetic mutation and still poorly methylate. And so, and trauma and toxins and pathogens, those will all impact your ability to methylate. Um, and cellular hydration and, um, type fascia, all those things that it just all plays a role. And so what, where would you start with methylation? Um, when it comes to alcoholism, would you start with like something like Inspirosol? I, I would, um, just from a, uh, a chemical standpoint, 
what you said, which I agree with is like toxins create your deficiencies that then change the, the availability of nutrients that make your methylation work and then make your genetics work. And so I will always start off with looking at gut health, liver health, and the basics essentially. Um, but when it comes to methylation, I would immediately try Inspiracel because it, it hits so many different uh, pathways of methylation beyond MTHFR, which definitely if you have MTHFR, there is a uh, addiction component to it. But what I'm going to take with methylation is a little different. So I go more the dopamine route yeah. and, and that comes from gut and adrenals. Um, and so adrenals come from stress. So again, it goes back to infections, mental stress, emotional stress. Um, but when you uh, have tyrosine and amino acids, that allows you to have the building blocks of dopamine and then tryptophan would be serotonin, but with addiction is more dopamine generally. And here's the thing. You need to turn that amino acid into dopamine. You need to turn tyrosine into dopamine. And what does that? Vitamin D. And so that's a vitamin D receptor thing. So now I will use something like Da Vinci Labs ADK or even better sometimes I like cod liver oil uh, because it has the vitamin D. It has the DHA for brain uh, and brain inflammation. Um, and then from there, now you have dopamine. Now you got to be able to break down your dopamine, which comes back to minerals as Lauren had just talked about. So I like Inspiracel because it kind of hits all of the web of methylation. I like to add a vitamin D source to get that amino acid into dopamine. And then I like to have uh, a full mineral blend to help break that dopamine down. Um, and again, goes back to what we were talking about was gallbladder. You need to digest your vitamin D because it's fat soluble. So you need a good gallbladder. And what usually clogs the vitamin D receptor? Epstein-Barr virus, mold, and infections. And so it goes back to root cause stuff, but my first initial thoughts, if I didn't lose everyone already, is uh, <laughs> Inspiracel, vitamin D, and some minerals. Uh, and because addiction has brain components to it, I think the, the cod liver oil is probably a smart choice to hit uh, the DHA for brain tissue along with the vitamin D. Yeah, yeah. Make sure you prioritize uh, some like, body by I, I like body bio pc still i like yep. thiamine like b1 is like we mentioned that i almost would add some a little bit more b1 on top of Inspiracel. Mm -hmm. um in a situation like that i yeah. would that's for like that frontal lobe activation and and um uh, executive decision type stuff mm -hmm. and then maybe even like um some zinc too love it um yeah i just think and then I all, I mean, we, you mentioned NET. I, I think we just, we really have to discuss like community and emotions. Um, community is, I think part of the reason we have so much more addiction is that our people were just so cut off. Like you don't mm -hmm. check on other people like you used to. There's always been addiction issues, but I do think that we need to have community. We need to have people that can look into your life and can speak to you. And, um, and so that, and that can help, um, and support. Um, and then also the emotions, there's so much trauma typically with anyone with an addiction history and yeah. typically it's trauma from childhood. Totally. And, uh, I, I, I just don't think we're actually going to get out of the throes of addiction 
without addressing that trauma. Of course, I will also mention um, having, you know, hope and, and faith and, and God. Like I, I think yeah. I have seen it do miracles. And yeah. so I know that if that is something that you are struggling with, I, I really recommend um, that reach out to a local, you know, church near you. Um, one that maybe a friend goes to that trusts. I know not every church is perfect. Um, yep. The organization church is not perfect, but um, definitely find something to hope in. Having hope is super powerful, and yeah. um, and it, in that peace, it, it really does help. And so I would I would start with emotions and methylation and all the things, but I just really um, I really think also having hope is important. Yeah, I 100% agree. Uh, most uh, addicts that I've ever treated, and when I was in California, I treated quite a bit of them. Um, all of them did the best when they subscribed to something larger than themselves, which was 99.9% of the time God. Mm -hmm. And like you said, that hope and everything. And, and I I've seen it, I've seen it from close friends that when they subscribe and they go and, you know, find Jesus and, and God, their life changes. Um, so yeah, I'm glad that you said that. Yeah. It's, uh, that, that peace, I think a lot of, I think a lot of people in this world don't have any peace. Um, and they, uh, they feel so out of control and that just affects your susceptibility to illness and to yeah. addiction and to other things. And that peace that you get, um, is it's, it's really, it's, it's a, it's a real thing. So I, I, yeah, I'm glad we mentioned it. I think it's important and it's something that this world needs more of. Yep. That, and it also provides, like you said, community Yeah, and community and socialization uh, with people who are in a certain frequency um, can be one of the most healing things for you. So, yeah, because that frequency you mentioned, that community, higher frequency yeah. is to health. Low, yeah. and this is a measure, a scientific measurable thing. Lower frequency brings you down into illness, and you want people that are going to bring you up. If you are yeah. surrounded in a community by other addicts or people that are struggling, that might be a time to say, "Hey, you know, I, I, I think I need to set a boundary here. I'm yes. trying, you know, because it, it." You're going to like, what is it that's saying you're going to become the people that you're most like? Yeah, um, like you're the average of five people around you. Yeah. So like if you're around people all the time that are in that lower frequency, not anything against them because we're all, we all have our own struggles. But if they're, if you are wanting to make a change, then bringing, putting yourself, putting a boundary and putting yourself around other people that have that higher frequency can be really helpful. Totally. My, you know, one of my biggest mentors that people have heard me talk about is Jim Rohn and he's not in the medical community, but he's in the, you know, the personal development, financial independence community. And his thing that, you know, first quote I heard from him was for things to change, you have to change. And I think that is just such a powerful, uh, simple quote that applies to that 100%. Yep. All right. Um, next we got a couple, uh, Traveling to Mexico, tips for flying and any suggestions to prevent illness. Uh, I get that question all the time and I feel like we've answered it, but let's answer it again. Yeah. Yeah. We, um, I mean, goodness. I know that. I know you answered it. I first and foremost, if you're eating out digestive enzymes, yes. like it, it is because then if you have the stomach acid to kill whatever pathogen you're exposed to, you're going to be less likely to come up with symptoms anyways. Yeah. Yeah, the one that you mentioned, the Vervita Gastro Digest. If you're flying to, uh, you know, Mexico is a big one because it's it's close and it's uh, a vacation spot. 
Um, definitely, I, I would take gastro digest with every single meal. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I, I still, even if the resort says, yeah, we filter our water, I bottle water it yeah. everywhere. Yeah. I just yeah. don't even brush your teeth, everything. Yeah. 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 Like, um, yeah. So there's that. Um, except for I went to the, we went to the Bahamas a couple weeks ago and this was fascinating. And we get there to this little island. It's not very touristy. And, uh, we're like, yeah, do you guys sell bottled water? And they're like, no, we're like, you guys don't have bottles of water. He goes, no, our water is really good here. I'm like, okay, well, you know, my initials, like, I'm not trusting this, but okay. So then we go to this restaurant and we, I go, all right, can we get bottles of water? And she goes, oh, we don't sell bottles of water. The whole island is reverse osmosis. No way. Yeah. And I didn't know that. And so then I went back to the guy at the hotel who's super kind guy, super sweet. And I'm like, hey, just for future reference, when your guests ask you about the water, say it's reverse osmosis. Don't say our water's good because it's all it doesn't mean anything to people. Right. Yeah. Um, so they used RO water, which was pretty tight. That was pretty yeah. cool. That's awesome. Yeah. So, but Mexico does not <laughs> and, and tropical, other tropical places, definitely that is not the norm. Um, and so, uh, digestive enzyme, definitely. Uh, and then any of the antimicrobials that we talk about will work. Yeah. If you are say, say you're doing Malia Supreme and you're like, Hey, I'm using it for parasites and fungus. And, uh, that's what I'm taking right now. And we so happen to be traveling to Mexico. Great. That's the one you're going to use. Uh, if I, if you're not using any one, like you're not doing golden thread, Malia, olive leaf, Vidanga, whatever ones you guys are taking or black walnuts, a popular one. I would say if I had to choose one that is gentle enough and broad spectrum, it's going to be Mirinda Supreme. That would be the one that I would choose if you're not already on that. But if you're like, Hey, look, I'm taking olive leaf, I'm taking scutellaria. I think that's, that's good enough. You don't have to make it more complicated than it has to be. Um, also, taking Takasumi with you for sure to have a binder is a, a wise decision. Uh, you can take it preventively or you can take it if you start feeling off. Uh, and this is actually the one time that I will bring spore biotics with me. Uh, this is one of the main times. So, you know, we don't really talk much about pro and spore biotics. I don't use them as much as research and functional medicine says that we should. Um, I just don't find that they do especially probiotics. I don't find probiotics do nearly what the research says. Um, I find spore biotics definitely are 10 times better than probiotics, but I still don't use them as much as you would think I do. But this is one time where I will have them on hand and maybe take one a day or every other day. But Dr. Charlie, what about those expensive probiotics that you see on Instagram? I know. I I know that. I see lots of people promoting. I mean, some really, you know, well-known people promote these things. Aren't they helpful for everyone? No, I know. that was like I know. one post that I did that I, I feel like I've gotten more like feedback on people really don't like that because it's like something that everyone, even medical doctors will tell you, Oh, start a probiotic. Sure. Yep. Why not? And, yep. but they don't understand that like most probiotic strains do not, they're not going to be good for you. They're maybe not even effective, but also some are increased histamine, And it's not where you start. Like it's not, if you have a bacteria or a dysbiosis issue, why would increasing bacteria necessarily, like it's not going to kill the bad bacteria. It might have some effect, but not as much as an antimicrobial. Yeah, I 100% agree. Um, And now this isn't to say if someone's listening to this and they're like, hey, probiotics really help me. I'm glad that 
they helped you. But we're talking about like in general for without muscle testing somebody, without frequency testing and going case by case, I wouldn't blindly suggest a probiotic. I and, so for babies like that have had a C, that have been through C section or um that have been on antibiotics or mom was on antibiotics I might do a little infant probiotic just like yeah. blindly could say that but typically no that's not that's and that's not where I would start yeah yeah when you I'm glad you brought that up because whenever there's a C section what I will have people do is like once a week take some mega spore spore biotic the mom. and if they're if they're breastfeeding, I'll have them sprinkle a little on the nipple and let the baby get it in that way. Yeah. But only like a pinch once a week. It, it, they're very strong. And so spores really are what populate the gut. Probiotics usually don't make it past the stomach acid. And again, they're from, usually they're from cow intestine, uh, whereas spores are from the dirt, which is how cave people got um, our hunters and gatherers more so. Uh, I don't want to offend anybody if someone gets offended by cave people. Um, never know. You never know in this world, man, you never know. And so, uh, that's how they got it through not washed vegetables and fruits and stuff and, and eating dirt essentially. So I think there's something to it. I just, I'm not a, oh yeah, everyone needs it type of person. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. The next question, uh, let's see. What do you think of zeolites for heavy metal detox? That's another one that I've gotten a lot of feedback on. I get this one so much. Um, go ahead. Go ahead, Lauren. TRS. So I just will say when I first started on this journey, I didn't know, like, I didn't know what I know now at all. And so years ago I tried TRS cause I knew I had a heavy metal issue and I knew my daughter did. And, um, after, right after that is when I like, I had to go on thyroid medicine, um, because mm. it was pulling, and it was not a good thing. Um, people act like TRS is benign. They say give it to babies and it is, it has pretty strong effects. And so I do not recommend that one specifically, but also any, any, uh, any of them, they are based in aluminum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that, that's like my biggest thing is it comes from aluminum. Yeah. Um, this is similar to probiotics where, I've had people, even patients of mine who have come to me and said, Hey, look, TRS helped me a ton or whatever other zeolite helped me a ton. And I'm happy that it helped you. Um, but it's based in aluminum. It's very, very strong and can put strain on the kidneys. And so this is definitely one where I'm like, look, I will muscle test it on you, but I will never recommend it blindly. I just, I can't do that. And so that's why I don't talk about it ever. Um, I would say like of all the ones that I've tested, the one that has tested the most, which is not often, (laughs) is one by the same company as the ACG glutathione that I like. It's called like ACZ Nano Zeolites or something like that. Again, I I, I don't even know the, the proper name. That tells you how much I use it. Um, but that one has tested better than the rest. And again, it's, it's not often by any means. I don't remember the last time I had patients use it. It's been years and years. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the premise of it is it's a very heavy molecule that gets into the system. It binds up heavy metals, leaves good minerals, and then you basically eliminate it. And I think that's all, you know, the, how it sounds in theory is makes sense to me. I'm like, okay, that's legit. 
it just never muscle tests well and it's aluminum based. And so two wrongs don't make a right. That is my view on zeolites. But again, if it helped you and your child and, you know, whatever you had the miracle stories uh, uh, that some people hear about it, I am happy for you. I just don't think that that is the norm. Yeah. So, and like I, I kind of mentioned earlier, they will, they will then ask, well, what do you do for heavy metals then? And like mm. I said earlier, you don't typically start there. Um, if yeah. there are like, like for instance, my daughter, when she had a palate expander, um, I, there was a metal concern, obviously, um, there was risk versus benefit with that. And I, I definitely think that we had a lot of benefit, but there is risk to the metal exposure. And so we, I gave her Taksumi, um, as often as I could remember to yep. help bind up that, that metal exposure. And I do think it made a difference because there were times where I noticed a change in behavior, even right after Taksumi, because I think the metals were, were becoming more of an issue. And so, and those with like silver fillings, that would be mm. a case too. Yeah. I, I love Takasumi. Um, there's three other nutrients that I like or supplements with metals. Uh, so Takasumi obviously is a good binder. Um, I like to support all liver pathways with Shisandra. And this goes on top of sweating and having bowel movements like that has to be in place. Um, so Shisandra works on all liver detox pathways. I like Glypho X Supreme because of the burdock root in there. And burdock is a blood cleaner. So I like to clean the blood as well with from metals. Um, and then the last one is Bravita Circutonic because it supports the liver and the bladder, but it really helps support the liver uh, methylation pathways of the salt pathway, S-U-L-T, and that really helps uh, get rid of metals through the system too. So Shisandra, um, Glypho-X, Circutonic, Takasumi, and another one that pops in uh, is Mangista because it helps lymph move. Um, so those yeah. are probably my top heavy metal ones. Or MT Supreme. Yes, but so that MT Supreme oh, uh, is specific to essentially mercury. Yes. Yes. Which yeah, is a is a pertinent issue today. Yes. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, I did hear that Europe recently banned mercury fillings or silver fillings completely. It'll be it'll take oh, cool. years for them to phase them out, which is hilarious to me because like the U.S. what a couple I mean it was years ago. It was a few years ago. They said they stopped recommending them for pregnant women and for children under six. Children still are getting silver fillings today. Oh, yeah. Oh, like it's yeah. not it's, it, these dentists. I don't know if they just don't. I don't know if they have to abide by that by that recommendation, but they are still getting them all the time. And it's awful. Yeah. Yeah. Kids are, um, you know, kids are still getting silver fillings and flu shots. So the, until that is gone, our work is not done. We still have a lot um, to do. <laughs> um, okay. Let's, yeah. let's see what the next one is. Uh, and then we will hop off. Um, how to recover after antibiotic use. This is a good one because this kind of builds off of the probiotic one that we had. Oh, yeah. And I, I, I do think some megaspore could be helpful uh, yep. after some antibiotics. I... Um, I remember I just, I worked urgent care for years and so many yeast issues after. And like, if you have a yeast infection after antibiotics, like that yeast was already there. That yeast was already an issue. It just brought it forward. And so I would say to go after the yeast. I would agree. And I like golden thread in that situation. It's really strong. Um, 
And we always say that, you know, with pregnancy, we switch over to scutellaria or pregnancy and breastfeeding. But let's let's take a step back on that situation. <laughs> what are you using it for? You're using it for an antibiotic you just took. <laughs> so you just took an antibiotic, but you're worried about golden thread harming your child. Let's it make it make sense. It's the backwards system that like you're made to fear supplements. Like I, I, I I mean, that's why they tell you not to take any supplements because they might interact with your meds. Like it is so backwards and any doctor will tell you this. Like they will tell you not to do it or they don't know enough about it. Uh, And it's, it's a shame because they're not ever going to be know enough about it. Like they're not ever going to be told because who funds the medical schools, pharmaceutical right. companies, other special interests, and it's never going to make it into the medical curriculum because of, you know, Flexner, all, let's go down the rabbit hole. So <laughs> what would you, so you would say golden thread. Uh, yep. And, and one thing I want to make clear is like, if, if you're not being muscle tested and frequency tested and you're pregnant, then I understand like in general the hesitation to take anything because you can't really monitor the baby unless you have a frequency tool. But if you already did an antibiotic, I am going to guarantee you that no natural herb is going to come close to what that does. Yeah. Now, when it's when you're breastfeeding, now you can monitor your baby much better. And so even though we say like, hey, if you're breastfeeding, try scutellaria or try Vital Guard or Olive Leaf, um, instead of those, you can still try those, but just monitor your baby. How are their bowel movements? Do their skin change at all? And if they're fine, you're fine. Yeah. I love, I love that you said that because I think that just, it goes back to a mom or a patient and just in, anyone in general, like monitoring and saying, I'm taking ownership of this and saying, what, what's going on? Like, okay, are there any changes here? Are there any changes there? Um, how do I feel? Um, this is so important that we get that we, we work on that skill to look at our body and say, what is our body telling us? What is my baby's body telling me? Um, and so, and especially in that, you can, that goes with food too. Well, what have I eaten in the last 24 hours that might make my baby's tummy upset? I'm not saying that to blame mom, but like just to monitor and to be aware that a symptom is a body's, the body's trying to tell you something. Totally. Totally. And, and, um, yeah, I mean, so back back to like answering it is, I would say golden thread is number one. Mm-hmm. Um, but some people don't do well with golden thread. Like I am one person who, even though I preach it because I've seen it help so many people, my gut doesn't prefer it. It prefers Malia. And so mm-hmm. Malia, it would be, if you don't do well with golden thread and you know you don't, then that would be my alternative because they're equally, I'd say, strong. Um, and they cover vast amount of different infections and fungus and, and viruses and bacteria and all that type of stuff. Um, and then uh, for for both of them, I always add in black cumin oil. Yeah. Yeah. For Vita black cumin oil is phenomenal. I love black cumin oil. I have, Same. I'm taking it right now and my husband. Yeah. I'm thinking like I, here's another question, and I'm sure that uh, you get this as well. If you can take any supplement, any which one. <laughs> What would it be? And I've I've really had to think about this. And I think my top three, um, because it, it is hard to come down to exactly one, yeah. but my top three are Shisandra, 
black cumin oil and circutonic, I would say. And I would probably say now that I'm thinking about it, black cumin oil might take the cake because of how much it addresses. And then Sassandra would be a close second. Yeah. Sassandra. Oh man, that one. That, I remember that the first time I took that for like six months, it like changed. Like I was like, this is why, um, <laughs> that is, that is a really good one. I, yeah, I love black human oil. Do you give, um, just so we can t- help them understand how we use black human oil with yeah. kids, even it can be super helpful. Oh yeah. 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 Um, I will, the new, uh, this is, awesome is the new black cumin bottles from Vervita now come with a dropper top. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's a, it's a thick oil. So it's very hard to, to come out of that bottle, like an essential oil. Um, and so the most common way I use it is orally. Um, and now you can drop it right under your tongue. I would say for a kid, like a dropper every day or a drop every day or every other day. Um, and then for adults, anywhere between say five drops to 10 drops a day is the max I usually find is what you need. Um, and then, you know, especially if we're females who menstruate, uh, foot baths or full body baths with some black cumin oil is really good to get it through the skin on top of taking orally. Yeah. Uh, Those are the most common drops or so. Yeah. Yeah. I would say baths. I usually try, I'd say 20 drops is the most common amount of drops per oil that tests for a bath. Yeah. 20 drops is equal to usually equal to an ML. So that might be a good way to, to measure that. Um, yeah, I, I love, it's just, I just recommended it the other day, um, for uh, a child with, um, anemia. Like it is, Mm -hmm. it is a, it's a very nourishing it is super nourishing. It's almost like a reishi mushroom in liquid. It's just like a nourishing yeah. uh, substance. Yeah. Yeah. I would say, oh, the other, so I would say black human oil, digestive enzymes, I think yeah. are one that I, I can't, especially with my history of like gut issues, like I, I can't go without them. Yeah. Um, so that would probably be another thing I would say. They're great. They're great. So, and I mean, you have... So many different circles would say different answers, right? You would go into one circle and everyone's like, hey, you got to have vitamin D. Vitamin D is number one. You have to go into another circle and everyone's like, hey, if I had to take one thing, it's going to be glutathione the rest of my life. And there are arguments and debates for those 100%. Like I can see glutathione being a top, a top supplement for many folks because of how it just really heals and helps our barrier systems of our body, which is like maybe the most important thing of our body. Um, but, you know... There, it depends on what angle you're. T- oh. Okay, I think I lost. There we go, Charlie. You there? Yeah. Oh, you're 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 frozen. There you are. <laughs> uh, That's the first must time be this. Happened. I know. Maybe it must be this Tennessee weather. It's it's been pretty uh, funky over here. There's a really dense fog here too. Though. Oh yeah the impact um is it foggy up by you too it is yeah and we're yeah we we're where i live now it's 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 uh it's very foggy yeah same same here like it's there's a, there was a fog warning this morning and i love fog but i don't know maybe it does something to uh the internet maybe they need to come out with 6g maybe that's the anti-fog internet <laughs> of course let's let's create <laughs> let's let's fix this problem uh, yeah that's right all, All right, right, that was it. Is there anything else you want to say before we head out? 
we should say that this is not medical advice. This is meant to be educational. Please speak with your healthcare provider. And we should also say that we're going to be launching um, an Instagram page, like, yes. so we can maybe launch some videos, might start putting some stuff on Instagram from that page about vaccines and things like that. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, yep. We're definitely trying to do some things with all that. So we appreciate your all support um, yeah. in this big endeavor. And I'm sure that we'll be shadow banned in no time on that account. So definitely. Oh, follow I, I, it's not going to be associated with either of our accounts. So we're not going to struggle <laughs> with that, but hopefully not. Yeah. Hopefully there not. People, so I see more and more talking about vaccines. Every time I do, I feel like I get dinged, um, but we'll see. Yeah. I, I learned my lesson. My first account. Yeah. <laughs> you, you don't want to risk it again. You're like, no, nope, no, forget that. Forget we'll, we'll keep that. it on the podcast and the membership. All right. That's right. <laughs> that's why that's one of the big reasons I did the membership was so I can say whatever I wanted off of that platform. So I'm happy that this uh, stays on Apple and stays on Spotify because we've yeah. talked a lot about it on this uh, podcast. And it's never been like, we've never gotten a, a warning or an issue. And I, and so I, yeah. I am thankful for that. Sam, that's a breath of fresh air to see that uh, big brother is not always watching. But is it that when we did those back, we did those episodes when we were starting out and we're not as big yeah. as we are now. Over, and over 14, 15 months ago. So maybe we should do the vaccine episodes again and see <laughs> if what happens. Because let's put it now to the test. We, are, we have higher ranking and I don't see any of the big health podcasts really talking about it. Yeah, Maybe our case podcast has talked about it, but. Yeah, yeah maybe because Fauci's not looked at as, you know, time- person of the year anymore maybe uh we can get away with it i i think that's i mean that's gotta be it like I don't, I don't. <laughs> um oh man all right well this was a good one. i like doing these q a's i think yeah. it gives us good uh good conversation and what people want to hear and intermixing these or a full topic and guests will be a really good start yeah. uh to the 2024 year yeah i think it gives people more practical steps and i i really like that um yeah I really like people to feel more powered and giving practical steps. So Totally. All right, folks. Well, thank you all for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed and we'll see you all in the next one.